Namaste and welcome to the Purna Yoga by me Shikha Pandey and I am so super excited about today's episode. At the beginning of this year when I was setting the next steps or the intention for this podcast which is so dear to my heart I I really wanted to bring in some very very relevant chats for all of you and I did put it out there on social media on my handles as well as I also talked about it in this podcast. and today's the first one of that and this is so amazing we're living in a hyper competitive world and i have often talked about how comparison is the thief of joy how when we compare the path of our life especially in our professional lives to someone else's we are really setting ourselves up to feel not good enough or unsuccessful or inadequate and yet every now and then we all know this yet every now and then we find ourselves in that situation we find ourselves caught up by competition and this is especially amplified by social media and so today i am in conversation with someone that i cross paths with and her work deeply resonates with me i'm talking about hyper competitive workspaces and mental health with Prachi S. Vesh. Prachi is a licensed clinical psychologist and a certified clinical trauma professional. She has some amazing and really amazing coaching programs like The Knot, which is for premarital coaching. She also spearheads the Diva Retreat, an exclusive women's healing retreat. She has been associated with the Indian Air Force for 14 years. She is the co-founder of the emotional wellness initiatives known as TEWI. She's also and this is really amazing. She's also the first one to launch online therapy sessions in 2009 and I did not know about it and I was so like wow this is amazing because we hear of it so much now. In her personal life she's an avid reader. She loves to bake. She loves solving puzzles and is a seeker of new experiences. Prachi is a mother, she is a partner, she is a daughter and she is a friend. How I know Prachi is someone who is so dynamic and someone that I loved connecting with. I worked with her on several things. We are going to work with several more things in the days to come. So Prachi, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much Shikha and thank you so much for that lovely introduction. It's always a little strange to hear about yourself from someone else's mouth. So, yeah, it was really nice and I'm so glad to be here and talking to you. We've spoken about this so many times yes. that we want to be talking to people about where our work synergizes and I think this is a great opportunity. So, thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely my pleasure and uh, you know we're talking about hyper competitive workspaces and let's start with something that I often talk about on this podcast so the listeners are cued into that I've always said that some competition is good we talk about how do we challenge ourselves compassionately but I really want to know from you when does this competition get toxic how does it become toxic and lead to all the stress that so many of us feel I agree with you that some amount of competition is good and it's healthy as long as it pushes us to do better and be a better version of ourselves. 
but competition becomes toxic when it starts defining our worth you know when i can't see myself minus the comparisons that i'm constantly doing when i only see what i'm not and become completely oblivious to who or what i am then it's something to be worried about then we are moving from healthy territory to somewhere where we are we are forgetting our own existence as a unique individual and we are probably just succumbing to a race which may or may not be ours to run absolutely i i think that's that's so true and we do find ourselves caught into that right and with all that social media is about today so much of projection about things i and and i do give it to people who are talking about their own journeys and things that they have moved through but yet it gets overwhelming and yeah i think we have somewhere started to define the trajectory of our life with comparing it to others and that is toxic so what do you think you know when we talk about this if you want to tell someone what are the initial symptoms through which we could realize that our mental health is compromised and we approach someone for help hmm that's i think a very helpful question uh, a lot of mental illnesses first disrupt our physiological rhythm mm-hmm. there are obviously neurobiological reasons for the same but i'm going to spare our audience a neurobiology class right now <laughs> but jokes apart sleep is the first to get impacted you may either face insomnia or you may even face hypersomnia so i am not able to fall asleep and insomnia comes in three ways is what we look at clinically first that you go to bed on maybe your regular bedtime but you lie awake for more than 2 hours just actually more than 30 minutes clinically but you know in today's day and age we've kind of extended to 2 hours but within within 2 hours if you're not able to fall asleep then it's kind of insomnia mm-hmm. or the second kind is that you go to bed you fall asleep but then you wake up after some time and then you keep waking throughout the night you're not having restful consistent sleep mm-hmm. that's also a form of insomnia and the third kind is that you may sleep through the night but let's say your usual waking time is 8 am but you wake up let's say around 5 and you can't go back to sleep neither can you get up and move around this is also a kind of insomnia that is not recognized a lot so this can happen or hypersomnia can happen you want to sleep all the time in fact in the diagnostic criteria of depression earlier only insomnia used to be considered but now we have started including hypersomnia as well in the diagnosis so sleep is definitely the first to get impacted and then our appetite and the way we eat so you may your pattern of eating may change like maybe you're having fewer meals or you're not really enjoying the food that you're eating you're just eating because okay fine it's a meal time and i have to survive but food is not bringing you joy it's not giving you the nourishment or even emotional eating patterns can come up where you're using food as a as a means of comfort another sign is the inability to wind down okay we are naturally programmed to rest and recharge and rest is as important as action it the body is also a machine and it needs its rest to be able to do its optimum job 
but if we find that we are unable to unwind and our minds are constantly racing we are definitely moving towards some kind of health mental health disturbance and of course when it comes to inability to unwind the current onslaught of technology is definitely not helping yeah. so yeah these are some of the very basic signs that and i i'm sure you know everybody who's listening to us almost 75% of the people would be able to identify with these things so it just goes to show how pervasive the culture has become where we are constantly just running and not taking a pause absolutely and i think true that because every time you speak to someone it is about sleep right and it's become such a huge issue what can we do for getting a good night's sleep and if we we try everything and technology of course like you said just uh, adds on to the entire stress that our system mm-hmm. already is on so that's a huge problem and i do have a lot of people coming in and checking in and you know we it's great and i think the very valuable part was how you made us identify that insomnia can be in three different ways and we all mm-hmm. often think of it as not being able to sleep or staying awake for a very long time but it can have these three patterns so that's extremely helpful but you know as people we have this fascination right of seeing things as black and white we want things to be like that so it's either this or that and mm-hmm. so when we say of talk about competition does it mean that we should just not compete like how do we fit in and that's a question that often comes up that okay you're asking me not to compete not to compare then how do i fit in into the culture which is very competition driven and i need it to go to the next level i need to show up so what mm. do you suggest in those in those cases hmm actually there are two parts to your question one is whether we should or should not compete and yeah. whether we want to fit in or how do we fit in they are actually not the same thing or they are not overlapping things but somehow the impression in our minds has become that mm. uh, i'll address the first one first the competing part mm. to be honest the best competition can be with our own self i know it sounds like a cliched thing but sometimes clichés are clichés because they are true they're true yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know if i am on a quest and notice i am not saying a race i'm saying a quest if i'm on a quest to be a stronger better fitter healthier version of myself as compared to 5 years ago then i'm probably in the correct lane but if i'm chasing someone else's journey and someone else's goals i may very well find myself on a never ending loop there's this analogy that i use in my sessions sometimes that you know we are in this life like we are all on a road trip so you're driving your car and you know you're on this road trip you think you're on a road trip and you you think that this is my road trip but you look at the the several you know roads taking different routes and essentially what you're doing is you're checking which route has the maximum number of cars and you're taking your car over there hmm. you know if if you see a route which looks appealing but then nobody is going there and you're wondering oh my god like am i going to get trapped over there what if my car has a flat tire and i'm not able to get out what if there are robbers over there so i'm not going to take this one everybody seems to be going on this one so this must be the popular one so let me take that 
uh, and then you're like you think that you're on your own road trip but you're actually on everybody else's road trip because everybody is doing the same thing absolutely i think that's a beautiful analogy and logic <laughs> and yeah, I, I, that, that's true for you know most of us exactly exactly yeah. so yeah. so that's that's where the competition part is coming from because i i'm not taking the time to figure out if this is my goal or my journey like an example being i have a lot of women who come in my sessions who let's say are struggling to become mothers and on deeper exploration you would find that a lot of them don't even want motherhood yeah right but then they they struggle with this because it it feels like the next checkbox after marriage absolutely so elevator of life this is another analogy i use that everybody is on this elevator of life where you think that you know from the from the first floor to the top floor you must stop at every floor to be able to reach but then you can also you know just bypass all the floors exactly. in between absolutely yeah so yeah it's that i think when it comes to competition we really must take the pause to figure out where i want to channel the competition uh, what is my journey or what is where is it going to take me in alignment to my goals so that's the first part of it as for fitting in the question i like to ask is are we here to fit in or are we here to find out how we shine best and attract only what aligns with us absolutely and i think the latter of course and that's something that you know that we always talk about on yeah. this podcast and otherwise I think I think you know due to the whole social narrative we mistake finding our own tribe for fitting in there yeah. are two different things the goal eventually is to find my people mm-hmm. not to force myself to become everyone's person absolutely you know like there's this very common quote that goes around na that which says that tea doesn't feel a complex because it's not coffee Exactly right, and, <laughs> and, and that's true. Like, and there's one in Hindi which is running that you're not Rajma Chawal that you can exactly. you know, sort of make everybody happy. <laughs> so you know, and I don't think Rajma Chawal makes everybody happy either. Exactly, yeah, I know it is just not possible. Rajma Chawal, for all the listeners, is a is an Indian dish, and and it's supposed kidney to be kidney beans and rice. Yes, beans and kidney beans and rice. Yeah, exactly. So we try so hard to fit in, and we're not meant to. and i think we are also uniquely beautiful and we bring in so much of flavor to life of ours and to everybody else's so yeah i do agree to that yeah all right so yeah so prachi is leaving you with a question and i think it's a very very relevant question why do you feel the need to fit in and that that's just going to box us down and our experiences down as well mm-hmm. because we are just going to do things that we think make us feel like we're fitting in whether it's at our workplaces or otherwise and we never really will tap into our true potential because we are never exploring our our true limits what can our is our possibility absolutely and yeah i i think that is extremely important for us to consciously keep in our mind and so prachi how do we identify how much is too much right we we all driven sometimes we're driven by passion initially in our early days sometimes we're driven by an outcome but how do we know how much is too much hmm that's a tricky one because i think first the threshold of that that probably differs for everyone yeah uh, but on a general level you know how they say there are every every individual has three kinds of bodies there is a physical body and a mental body and an energy body hmm. and any imbalance or ailment 
that comes in because the physical body is the first one it mm. it interacts with your physical body first mm. so my simplest advice always is that if you want to identify how much is too much you must listen to your body our bodies are masterpieces each person's body they are such beautifully complex self sufficient systems that are really an engineering marvel yeah so anything that is happening to you is being registered by your body and it will find ways to give you signals like we were talking about sleep earlier and mm-hmm. appetite and all of that these are all signals and so many other ways you know how you know how we talk about perception right and we when we say perception we are using we are talking about the five senses mm-hmm. but there are two three more kinds of perceptions which don't come to light like for example there's something known as a proprioception mm-hmm. which is your body's ability to find its own balance, balance in, yeah. in you know in the environment yeah. then there is enteroception where your body's ability to internal organs for for them to find their own orientation hmm. so we we have all the tools really yeah but we are not tuning in we are not paying attention we need to come back into our bodies from out of the world and then we'll be able to actually identify how much is too much excellent and i'm so glad that you said this because i've been trying to shout from the rooftop <laughs> to this podcast to everybody and through every possible way on the fact that listen to your body then so you have a person who is dealing with people with different types of mental you know phases that they are going through mental challenges that they are going through and she's helping them out and she's telling you this because this is the most accessible thing that we have you know absolutely and 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 it's not very difficult to get in touch with this body it's meant for that it is our tool to experience this life and otherwise as well so it is that connection between the external and the internal so you know paying attention of course is is yeah so that's your first sign you know it's too much when your body says it's too much and you know it, it's so amazing like for example for me for the longest period of the time several years back i used to always feel the stiffness in my shoulders and i never realized at that point that was because that i used to get stressed and find it there mm. Yeah. And, and then once you connect with your body you understand that oh this is happening that means something is stressing me so you pay attention on what is and you take a step back because you don't want to get it into a place where your neck is stiff and you can't move it right so absolutely think, yeah no you know like in the last few weeks i've also been trying to become more conscious about what i'm feeling in my body and i notice so many times throughout the day that my toes are like absolutely tight and curled yeah and now i'm just making a very conscious effort every 15 minutes just relax them you know like yeah. why is it curled and i i wonder like why and it just makes me think how tense i must be without even realizing it and this is just a small thing but like so much of it must be getting stored even trauma for that matter like i'm a certified trauma therapist and when we talk about psychological trauma the the first thing that we learn is that a lot of it is stored in your bodies yeah. this is the reason people with trauma histories you know early childhood trauma histories they are more likely to develop lifestyle diseases substance abuse conditions yeah. and you know a lifespan which is which is marred with so a dysfunctional immune system even yeah. so uh, everything just gets stored in your bodies and uh, it, i mean i think we should we should really be thankful for how much it is doing for us but we must also make sure that we relieve it of this 
extra overtime that it's doing absolutely and with all of the stress all of you know the hyper stimulation which is also there right today yeah, because yeah. we are living in a hyper stimulated environment we constantly things are asking for our senses to be on high alert and we are constantly in that you know our nervous system is always activated so yeah i think it's it's extremely important so True. and the brain you know the brain will take like a thousand years to evolve into something but the pace at which the technology is evolving obviously you know they're not aligned there so Absolutely. we have to pace everything yeah yeah and we have to know the limits so yes i think this is the first step listen to your body be connected to it it's the most accessible thing uh, but we also need so you talked about the brain but we also need mental stimulation right mm-hmm. i mean the, it just it excites us the whole learning unlearning things that we talk about what are the few of the things that we can do to like stimulate it in our minds in a way that it keeps up that it's in a state of well-being so what would like a mentally fit mind look like hmm again there are two parts to this one is the stimulation part and one is the fitness part yeah for the stimulation if i can take a little bit of a scientific absolute to this there are two main neurotransmitters which govern how we feel there is dopamine and there is serotonin hmm. dopamine is your is is your neurotransmitter which gives you that high hit yeah and serotonin is connected to more sustained feeling of well-being hmm. so every time we do something which is a, which gives us a spike in hmm. in you know feeling that that thrill hmm. is is going and triggering dopamine so like has some healthier ways of triggering dopamine are like adventure sports or you know See. racing activities <laughs> boxing yeah boxing for you right so things like that some of the unhealthy ways of triggering dopamine of course are substances and junk food netflix yeah. <laughs> you know so when you when you do things that trigger dopamine it is okay to do them once in a while especially the healthy ones yeah because yes you do need that feeling of high also which keeps us going but it's not very sustainable because everything that spikes will also come down that's yeah. the nature of any spike so when it comes down obviously it creates a craving for more hmm. so it's not very sustainable because then you will need to go back for more and more hits but yeah. after a while it is going to start plateauing out like if you were to do skydiving every day you get to us it was yeah like i'm sure skydiving instructors don't feel the thrill that <laughs> <laughs> that we do right when we yeah. go and try it yeah so it's that therefore for a more sustained sense of well-being this that sense of general happiness mm-hmm. we need to be aiming at serotonin producing activities which are which are small can be done on a daily basis which may not give you that spiky feeling mm-hmm. but they will in the long run accumulate and bring very sustained changes to your brain's neurochemistry mm-hmm. uh meant and now coming to the fitness part which this kind of leads into that mm-hmm. because mental fitness is not just absence of mental illness yeah it's a state of balance and flow mm-hmm. uh, it's the ability to feel all emotions and yet be able to flow easily between emotional and rational states mm-hmm. there is something known as window of tolerance that we talk about it is it is that threshold beyond which we tend to lose balance due to emotional triggers and overwhelm mm-hmm. so 
so basically being mentally fit is having a wider and wider window of tolerance but a disclaimer here here tolerance does not mean surrender yeah the moment i mean we become so reactive also right the moment we yeah. hear tolerance i'm like oh do, do why, i have to why do i have to tolerate all the shit yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't mean that tolerance is a very conscious process of constantly recalibrating realigning and you know making sure what you're allowing in hmm. so yeah it mental fitness is having a wider and wider window of tolerance and i'm sure getting into a larger description of what tolerance is and what surrender is is a discussion we will need to do another <laughs> episode on that yeah. yes yeah so i think that you know beautifully you did you know talked about it because a lot of times a lot of people think that you know if you're someone who's hitting the gym every day uh, and you 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 know because you're getting in the dopamine and you're feeling that high that you are mentally fit and and I do want to tell this to everyone while I and everybody else emphasizes on physical movement a lot but there are different forms and variations and different reasons why you do them you know mm-hmm. and and it's important that you understand where it's dopamine and where it's like a consistent state that you're in mm-hmm. where you know that you know you like you said you've know the feeling of being taken care of not by someone else but by your own self right mm-hmm. and and i think that's extremely important so mm, that's that's beautifully brought out and from there i i have always been you know big on prevention like i always say that don't wait for the day when you know system crashes and then go and look for restoration that happens and mm. and that's great that people go and reach out to someone but there is prevention which is there and that can be done mm-hmm. so what you know what 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 do you have to say on this because you deal with people day in and day out who are moving through depression and you know you'll be the right person to tell what kind of an havoc it can play on ourselves mm. and when it is in our hand why would you say that prevention is way better than than reaching a stage where you already in the crash down mode mm. so personally i think we must look at both mm-hmm. uh, both sides with equal compassion absolutely because a lot of people who are suffering from psychological illnesses later on are do- undergoing that because when things happened to them mm. which led to this they mm. were not in their active control mm. so a lot of people are actually paying the price for the things that someone else did or something else did mm. so the idea i mean there it's like you know wo hindi mein bolte hai na jab jago tabhi savera exactly absolutely so, yeah <laughs> and so so for them also like if they uh, if they are able to identify at any point of life that what i'm doing is is a dysfunctional pattern or it's not serving me hmm. even that is i think personally is is equal to having a proactive approach absolutely yeah and to be honest you know any change is difficult because hmm. it pushes us out of comfort zones hmm. and we all as humans have a tendency to choose the familiar hmm. and familiar doesn't care whether it's healthy or unhealthy it's just yeah. it's just comfort yeah. yeah so you know whether it is about becoming proactive about our mental health or taking curative measures hmm. both require conscious choices and effort hmm. uh, of course the difference is that if you're trying to be proactive you probably still have a lot of your psychological resources intact yeah which will help the process hmm. but if it is curative hmm. 
then probably a lot of your resources are already depleted because you've yeah. been you know investing them the wrong way or in a dysfunctional way so you will need external aids like therapy or medication mm. and both are good ways to restore your mental health yeah. there is no there's no weakness in either method absolutely because if i started out the race of my life 5 uh, kilometers behind everyone then i probably need extra age to catch up yeah. and i may never catch up i may have different baseline mm. and that's okay mm. but i need to figure out what helps me be the optimal version of myself yeah and and that that's how we need to be so yes always we always say that proactive methods are better than curative ones but i really do want people to understand that there is this also this tendency to beat ourselves up afterward and say oh i should have done it then i should have done it then yeah. but honestly you know whenever we make a choice in life at whatever point uh, at that time it seems like the best choice absolutely i i never i always say this uh, to my clients that you know nobody does this that you wake up one morning and you think okay today i have two choices one is a good one one is a bad one aaj bekar wali karke dekhte hain kya hota hai exactly i know because it's always <laughs> seeming like the choice that we are making is is the good one because yes. it's so yes. deeply rooted in us right absolutely I mean, and, and it depends on the you know on the situation which is there like even the even somebody let's say dependent on a substance every mm-hmm. time they take a hit of that Hmm. even though logically they might know that you know when i'm taking a hit it's it's i'm succumbing to my addiction hmm. but in that moment when they do it hmm. they feel like there is no other choice yeah absolutely so there's no point in beating ourselves up about it because yeah. when you move forward from that point only then will you be able to look back and say okay here's what i could have done differently hmm. so I, we do I, differently but then yeah. we we don't beat ourselves up and say oh i should have done it then Yeah. If you're catching it now mm-hmm. and you're okay, great. You already have your psychological resources. Use them. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it's great that you brought that out because you know, like whenever we are having a conversation with someone, and we often think that you know we know it all because we know a lot about we hear a lot about mental health and stuff like that. But you don't have to go and seek help or see a therapist or someone that who can help you. when you are like i said when you crash down there is it's absolutely great to just go and talk to someone if you think you're moving through something where you're not able to see through clearly and i think it's so accessible now with everything being online you don't even have to step out and go to an office you can have conversations and i think it it could be a part of acceptable part of feeling like you need a little bit of help and especially work related right there are not many people who are Uh, so we wait for that incident to happen and we've sort of accepted that at workplaces it is just normal to have stress the kind of stress that boggles you down and pulls you down and uh, you we've come to accept it so i think that's something that we need to break out from because we're spending large part of our our lives working and if we're going to spend that large part of our lives working in stress then i don't think that's that's really the way we are meant to function mm, as people true, right true, true. yeah and and I was just talking to someone yeah. today she was talking about her new job and she was saying that everybody yells so much over there mm. so one day she kind of you know broke down and her supervisor told her that uh you know that that's just how it is you know you don't have to take it too hard or something like that if people mm. are yelling let them let them yell and that's how work gets done and <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, she was like, it's just, it's everybody is just adapted to that. That yes, yeah. yelling is their normal, yeah. and nobody is even thinking that. Okay, if you want to communicate, there could be probably a better way to communicate. They're just like moving along with that yeah. culture, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it's important to question, and questioning doesn't mean that you know you're pointing fingers, but questioning mm. means to question whether this is what you this is the scenario that you want to be in is this that serves you because so many times i there's someone who's got a new job and i ask them oh so how's the job so their usual answer is oh it pays really well but it's stressful mm. you know that is the way it is so it's yeah. like you know you're compensated with money and you know yes. in return <laughs> we might take your mental health away but that's another thing exactly. altogether so yeah so the whole point of having this chat also is for everyone to know that it's okay to question it's okay to seek help if you think that's too much stress talk to someone figure out that this is not what is it how it's meant to be and i think that's that's important i also yeah. prachi you know love the word resiliency because for me resiliency like we talked about some time back is 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 about feeling everything Mm-hmm. not denying anything and also having the ability to bounce back from there right mm-hmm. to come back into sort of a space where we are comfortable we are able to think through what would you say about you know mental resilience especially when it comes to work and uh, how important is it to you know be able to bounce back and how can we cultivate it is is there a way that we can consciously cultivate that yes um, yes Yeah. Yes, we absolutely can. Resilience building absolutely is extremely important. It is our psychological immune system. Mm. And whether it's in work or in our personal lives and more so during work because I think with workspaces we are so performance oriented that it sometimes becomes difficult to establish individual boundaries for yourself. Yeah. and because well it's a collective setup mm-hmm. so collective boundaries are definitely more operational over there but that doesn't mean that we cannot have our inner locus of control as well but whether it's work or it's a personal space you can build your resilience primarily well there are a lot of ways but then i think fundamentally there are these two things that i always insist on one is you practice self compassion Mm-hmm. and second is you practice self care yeah now self compassion is the moment i say it you know everybody is like but then you know that like i have it for everyone else but how do i get it for myself yeah and i think that's a myth because if you don't have it for yourself what you're extending to other people is not compassion it is probably your you know pieces of your own resilience that you're just giving away because you don't know how to apply it to yourself yeah exactly you know so mm-hmm. self compassion and self compassion is not com- not a complex concept it's it's simply i think in its simplest form is allowing yourself to be human yeah. and adopting a curious stance rather than a judgmental one absolutely yeah you know, so if i'm if i'm like let's say goofing up at work mm-hmm. so instead of immediately thinking oh my god i'm so stupid oh my god i can't get anything right oh my yeah. god why do i do this to myself every single time Oh my god they're going to think I'm I'm dumb. Yeah. Instead of you know running this script just have a curious script like okay let me see why this happened. Let me see hmm. what I can do about it. Yeah. Or I wonder what was running through my mind when I did this. Hmm. Just just flip that script. Yeah. The moment you flip that script things become that much simpler and 
you know you your body also then do, doesn't go into that threat activation which is leading to all your health issues yeah because if you're every time shaming yourself internally all you're doing is keeping your body in that threat activation where it's not going to allow you to do anything productive mm. because think of yourself as in the back in the jungle because the brain is functioning like that in threat mode yeah so you're being chased by a wild animal you're not going to sit there and plan your retirement mm. <laughs> ஒரு <laughs> 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 Yeah. So walk on it's a barefoot walk on the grass it's tuning into the birds it's sunshine on your face it's a ride on a swing it's watering a plant cuddling your pet yeah. so many things that are available at your disposal every day every hour you just need to reach out and allow it to work its magic yep and that's self care that's yeah. simply self care I think beautiful yes and you know self compassion what you said it's so important and like i always say that if a friend made that mistake we are so kind right exactly. we give them all the words of encouragement why can't we talk to ourselves like we would talk to a friend and say that you know it's okay we need we can figure this out and we don't have to say oh you know you you are just so stupid we never say that to someone who we whom we love i don't, we shouldn't be doing that to ourselves and yeah because the, i don't think we love ourselves right like that that oh, we've been told that you know that it's not that we have to do something to deserve our love and one of my teachers yes you know yesterday said that we don't have to earn our love it is there it is yeah you deserve it just by existing you need exactly. not prove your worth to this universe for existing the universe Absolutely. decided that you need to be here so own that exactly you don't have to do anything to earn this love you deserve it fair and square and i think yours. you know i've i've realized this in my like 17 years of work that i, I think this this self this compassion that we extend to other people hmm. are actually the things that we would have probably wanted to hear for ourselves yes and we so, hope that it comes back to us yeah so we just right? keep giving it away and yeah. because no one says those things to you hmm. when it was important probably yeah. so then you don't I mean it doesn't come naturally to say it to yourself. Yeah. And as adults I think when we, even when we hear it it's so difficult to believe everybody thinks it's a consolation. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> it does sound like that. Yeah. We've been harsh to ourselves so I think and and, and it's really key to practice self compassion and to practice self care in the most basic of its form and I think that's extremely important and that's a way to you know really bounce back be resilient and know that you have you have like i always say to everyone and i practice this for myself that the safe place that we go searching for in the world mm. needs to be within us right That's we true. need to feel feel safe and for that if you have to move mountains you have to move mountains because this is your place and if you need to go take help you need to speak to someone just go ahead and do that it is all worth it and so truly worth it and so well deserved you know we need yeah, this yeah like find if if the the traditional safe spaces are not working for you find a new one for yourself it doesn't have to come from the same place that hurts you yeah exactly absolutely 
and so that's beautiful prachi and it was so lovely talking to you about all of these things and i hope and i know people will benefit from all that we talked about there will be something that they will pick up and they will understand that work isn't supposed to be stress the large part of our lives we spend working and it is on us to you know take proactive steps to make it something that we find a purpose in enjoy and find joy in that's what it's meant to be with a little bit of competition it's okay a little bit of stress which makes us perform better is great what would you like to tell the people listening as 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 we come towards the end of today's episode i was thinking about this and i the first thing that came to mind was so there was a psychologist called victor frankl yeah love him yeah so <laughs> there's this uh, line that he used to say and it's, it's quite a popular one that between stimulus and response there is a space hmm. in that space is our power to choose our response and in our response lies our growth and our freedom peter absolutely beautiful i think this is like the most powerful thing i have ever heard because we literally are going through life on autopilot the whole time moving from stimulus to response stimulus to response is such a conditioned way but we never realize that there is a little bit space there where we can insert choice and the larger you can expand this space the more balance you find in your life and then no matter what it is whether it's work life balance whether it is you know finding a space with your colleagues or it's balancing your personal life as well as your professional life none of that it it's just going to just fall into place Yes. So I think that that's what I would like to close with that probably to start paying attention to where you can insert a little bit of choice between your stimulus and response. Absolutely beautiful and and I love that quote and it gives me goosebumps every time I <laughs> I know yeah, right it just makes you feel so empowered yeah that this choice of freedom is ours. So brilliant thank you so much Prachi it was so amazing and I'm so thankful that you took time and to chat with me on this and to bring in so much of knowledge information snippets choices for people that you know that they can pick up from so thank you so very much and thank you it was a pleasure and I think what you're doing is really important because somehow what you were saying a few minutes back that when it comes to work spaces we've just assumed that some things are just going to stay the way they are and it's important that we start these conversations so that it reaches the right yep years and things can shift so yeah thank you so much for making me a part of this absolutely and to everyone who is listening i hope you take back some of it even if not all the valuable insights that prachi today shared I'm going to be sharing Prachi's social media handles as well on on I'm going to link it into the podcast description. If you loved it, please give it a thumbs up. Your... Yes, yes, and please come and tell me if you have any thoughts on, you know, what you heard today. I would love to hear from you. Absolutely. So Prachi is available on on her social media handle. She's very approachable. You can go talk to her, speak to her. I encourage everybody and you know, it's just nice what a conversation can lead to. It could be your trigger, your starting point to make those changes and bring those choices True. in your life, right? Your mental well-being matters. Like I always say you matter and may you never ever take it for granted i wish you well being namaste <laughs>